Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the best of two pros in a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. So how are we feeling here? How's everybody feeling here on a Friday morning? You know, oh, feeling great. Got man. a lot going on, a lot a happening lot this on. weekend. I feel like something's missing though. Like we haven't pointed this out in a little while. What the hell? Is... Oh, that's right. It's a football Friday. That's great. Football Friday. Yes, yes, John Harbaugh. Respect. Yeah, you're growing. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> it is a football Friday here on the show. Wall to wall football conversation. Maybe some other stuff mixed in. What else have we talked about? We talked about tamales. Yeah. We talked about. Uh, well, we can't say that again. We got dumped the first time. Yeah, we talked um, about something connected to the body part of a moose. Yes, you know? yeah. that is that is a yeah. good point. Yeah, that they is walk a good point. On them. Yeah. <laughs> They do. Yep. Uh, so we talked. Yeah, there's been li- li- some dabbling in some other discussions here. The weather, you know. Uh, uh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's yeah, doppelganger. Joe Montana. Yeah. And His doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which uh, Brady Quinn pointed out is John Harbaugh. Which it's is, a great pool. It is. Very, very good facial structure recognition there. Yeah, Although I feel pool. like John Harbaugh's got a better neck. Like a better neck and his traps are better. Like if you look okay. at John Harbaugh, he's got a thick neck. You know, Ooh. he does like what? Like, look at him. He's got like he's got a like a thick neck, like good Whoa. traps. Okay. It's like it's like Brady Quinn back in the day. He would just like it was always shoulder shrugs. Like he he put like you, you didn't know this, Lavar, but I would hear stories from you know Brady's friends uh, who grew up with him in Dublin, uh, the Meat Wagon and Pat. They would tell me that Brady would have like when they would be walking to school in the snow, he would make them put all of their belongings in a wheelbarrow. With cinder blocks that he would pick okay. up along the way, and he would do shoulder shrugs in the wheelbarrow on his oh, way to wow. school in the snow. In the so, snow. Yeah. So if you ever wondered why Brady Quinn was so jacked, not only was it the AAS, but to it the was the, the shoulder shrugs in the wheelbarrow on the way to the school. Wheelbarrow. How accurate is that, Brady? The... <laughs> I mean, it could be further from the truth. Okay. But yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> Just roll with it. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, no. it's fine. Yeah. Uh, by the way, LeVar also apologized earlier in the show for telling everybody to take the Seahawks plus three. So. Yeah. 
little honesty from LeVar. Uh, we appreciated that going down, so LeVar made that happen. It is the San Francisco 49ers, your NFC West champions, uh, which uh, I think some people thought the L.A. Rams were going to be back, and that didn't work out, but it's the 49ers. They, they were back. Who were on, who were can, on the can I ask you this, though? <laughs> like, how many teams – excuse me, how many teams – are going to end up with a winning record in the NFC OS besides San Francisco. Like that looked like it was a really competitive vision. We kept hyping it up coming into it, both West divisions. And I'm looking at Seattle the rest of the way now because they're sitting at seven and seven. They play at Kansas city next week. That's a nail. I just, that's probably a nail. Yes. They host the jets and then Rams. So I I think they can beat the Rams. Yeah. They could split. So they get the eight there. The question is, do they beat the Jets to get the nine that's wins? Just, that's a up in the air. I think it makes their, their season interesting because they're going to lose one. They're probably going to win one, and then that's the one that kind of you got to wait and see how that's going to play out. Do you think this season's kind of a free roll for them? Because, yeah. I mean, they're picking a at the top. Fall. Well, no, it's a free roll. Like, they're picking at the top of the draft. Like, like whatever happens this year, nope, like they've way I, – I don't remember what their win total was, but they've exceeded expectations, I think, by anybody who was previewing this team. Like nobody had Seattle being second in the division with a chance to be 9-8 and eight or possibly 10-7 and seven oh, if they win well, these I next three games. about Arizona. No, yeah, Arizona. You, you yeah, that's long gone. Seahawks, huh? Okay. Yeah, that's that's okay. long gone. But no, like Seattle. Did anybody have Seattle sit at this point in the season, sitting at five hundred, competing for a chance to be a playoff team? I don't think anybody had that. So to me, no. it feels like they've completely exceeded expectations. In fact, I think a lot of people probably expected they were going to be in last in this division. Mm-hmm. And so I I look at at Seattle and say, hey, a little bit of a free roll. Who knows what they do in the draft? Bring Geno Smith back for, you know, maybe another one or two year deal and then just kind of roll it out there again and see what you got. So it's not all doom and gloom for the Seattle Seahawks. Makes sense. The Niners, on the other hand, I mean, did they establish themselves legitimate threat to the Philadelphia Eagles or there's still some doubters? I'm still skeptical, but there's a lot of people that are still very high on the 49ers as being a legit contender to go to a Super Bowl. I mean, look, I I think there's there's a couple things that you're skeptical of. Like Philly's been so good this year. I mean, so good that they just haven't had that stumble and you're kind of almost waiting for it because, you know, almost every NFL team does it. Um, but they haven't had it. So, I, you know, maybe there's some skepticism or, or some like waiting for that moment for it to happen because we haven't seen, you know, these guys do it before. It's not like we've seen that Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni and the Eagles go on a deep run with this group. Um, and then as far as the 49ers go, my only thing is like, again, Brock Purdy's done great. He's, he's done exactly what, you know, they've asked him to do. He's done a good job of, of executing the game plans. But when you go back and you're watching everything, you're going, well, George Kittle is wide open. Great play design. You know, George Kittle, both touchdowns, wide open. Great play design. That stuff isn't overly difficult, right? Like, and it's not like they haven't been able to run the football or played from leads with, with Purdy in there. You know, he's going to be tested at one point. Maybe not in the regular season. Maybe it won't be to the playoffs. But there'll come a point where he's going to have to put the team on his back to come back in a game either where they're down or a two-minute drive scenario. And that's where you start to find out about him. Like, that's, that, that, that's really what – whether or not he could be the guy is going to be based upon. Can I ask you a nerdy football question? Because I'm legitimately interested in this. 
you've talked about that before, where Kyle Shanahan will get guys open. And I remember Dave Anderson told me, former NFL receiver, he played uh, in Washington when Kyle Shanahan was the coordinator there. I remember him telling me that there would be times where they'd design a play and he'd turn around and catch the football in practice and there'd be nobody around him. And he's like, how did yeah. that happen? How does Shanahan do that? Like, like, why is he so much better than everybody else seemingly in the league at, at, at drawing plays up to where guys are wide open like Kittle was a couple times last night? I, I, he knows what personnel to use and what formation or shift or motion to use to get you in the exact look he wants. He knows how those players are coached and based on his film study. So, for example, with wide receivers and, and with secondary players, at some point when you're playing in zone coverages, like you can put guys who've got like deep third in a bind. You know, you always hear the concept of like high lowing a defender. Well, if you know a cornerback has the deep third, you know, at some point he's going to have to take a guy who's releasing into that zone or that portion of the field. He's going to have to take him deep. And then so then, it, then it, you start to look at the underneath coverage and you're saying, okay, what's going to make a guy have to run up to take the flat and then I can sneak a guy somewhere either running across the field or maybe out of the backfield or maybe he's in line at tight end to be able to hit that void between not the deepest shot and not the flat but in between where you find that, that guy wide open. He just knows how to get you in the different coverages and get the right personnel groupings to find those matchups. Well, he'll get you wide open in zone coverage. And then in man coverage, like anyone else, he's, he's got your various ways of you know, being able to you know, run a, a mesh concept or you've got you know, two or three wide receivers running across one way and a guy running underneath the other way and you create a natural screen for him. It's just everyone's got those. But I think he does as good of a job as anyone of knowing what you're going to be in and knowing your rules of how you'd coach your defensive guys and being able to then say at this, you know, 10, 12 yards downfield, this is where you're going to make your move to do this. And then this guy's going to take you and this guy's going to drop you off and it's going to create a void for this guy coming to that space. He just, he knows all of that. He's, again, he's kind of drawing up cards for the defense. You know, when you, when you learn defense at a young age like he did, it, it helps you know then offensively how to attack all of that. That's awesome. He's fantastic, man. And, and they're they're really fun to watch. By the way, too late for Brock Purdy to win Rookie of the Year. Is it? Probably. He's, right? He's creeping up the boards. I mean, Pickett hasn't played that much, so maybe he's got a, he's got a, a spot for it. So the, uh, the odds as it stands right now as far as Rookie of the Year go, Garrett Wilson is your leader, followed by Christian Watson. You've got Kenneth Walker, Chris Olave, and then Brock Purdy is there. Hmm. If I mean, Brock Purdy wins out and he puts up some pretty good – I bet he ends up winning it. I think so, too. But I would say Wilson should win it as of now. So he's basically going to win Rookie of the Year on what, seven games? That's Six enough. or seven games? That's yeah. enough. I mean, it dep- I mean, Pickett can't even be in the conversation at this point, no. can he? No, I don't think no. so. Sorry, Lamar. Oh, I'm, I'm not offended. Okay. Sorry. Just, you know, it hasn't gone. By the way, Deontay Johnson, apparently not a fan of Mr. Trubisky. He would like to see Mason Rudolph get a chance this weekend. Jeez. So there's that in Pittsburgh. So they got all oh, sorts just, of he's drama. Just, he's already moving past Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Well, I guess Kenny Pickett, uh, if there's some question about who's going to play and it's not Pickett, Deontay Johnson said he'd like to see uh, Mason Rudolph get his chance. You know, That's always good for the locker room. Yeah, of know? course. I mean, <laughs> 
Why not? You know, just you know, speak openly. Never, there's never been problems in Pittsburgh. Well, that's clearly a trend in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Right, you were true. hitting there. You had it right. Yep. Yeah. So, but I mean, the good thing is Deontay Johnson's not locked in his house. Uh, you know, avoiding cops like Antonio Brown is. So there's that. There's that going on. Um, all right. So do we have, uh, Lee, do we have the updated numbers booming. on uh, <laughs> business is booming? Do we have the updated numbers on uh, some over-unders? Or we, so we've got, uh, this is, everybody get ready. Buckle up. This is the spin cycle Lee DeLapp is going to put us in because somebody's getting screwed over as we recap this. Time to put your money where your mouth is. I have been losing. You know you're a lying, low-life gambling degenerate. It's over under. All right, Lee. So going into this week, uh, Brady Quinn was in, or we were tied, and then Lavar was how many games back? Lavar was quite a ways back, but he's uh, he's he's closed the gap a little bit. He he was uh, three games behind you, Jonas. Jonas, you were. Well, they're tied. Yeah, we were tied. Brady and I were tied, I believe. Yes, that is correct. See, this is here we go again. Like the, this is I'm fuzzy math. This is what we're doing here. It's every time, fuzzy <laughs> every man. time. All right. So what happened last night? All right. Well, last night we always ask uh, total points forty three. Jonas, you correctly were the only one who hit the under on that one. Of course. What a pessimist. By the way, he doesn't like points scoring. Well, By the way, I thought I mean, that I thought they were going to score when they broke away on that third and short. Mm-hmm. I thought he was yeah. going to score, and then I realized oh, it wouldn't have mattered anyways on the over under. So unless you yeah. teased it. Yeah, that then you got screwed. But which you you like to do from time to time? A little bit of a tease, you know. Yeah, you oh, do. Yeah. All right. Huh. All a little right. tease. So Jonas just went into the league. Go ahead. <laughs> we had passing and rushing yards by Geno Smith at two fifty eight and a half. This was close. Jonas even called his shot at uh, two twenty passing, thirty nine rushing. In fact, it came in at two thirty eight passing, eighteen rushing for a total of two fifty six. The pros hit the unders on this one. Jonas, you went with the over. That was incorrect. So they were okay, off by so two now, yards. That is correct. Ooh, Damn it! So is Q is tight. <laughs> Come on, Lavar. All right, what else we got? Lee? Rushing and receiving yards by Christian McCaffrey was at one nineteen and a half. He had one hundred and eight on the ground, thirty in the air for a total of one thirty eight. He hit the over again. The pros. Hit that one. Both took the overall. just took the lead. Hey, by the way, he seems a lot healthier in San Francisco for some reason. I don't know what that is. Well, yeah, I don't there's, know. Maybe there's, there's, there's uh, more to do. Maybe it's a long-distance relationship off the field. You know? Oh, maybe that. I was thinking that there's just more to do. You know, you get out, you ride the trolleys, you know, you go hang out. You Let know, me just say wild, this. If, that, if that's a long-distance relationship, he's an idiot. I mean, come on, man. I'd give up my career. What's the over and under on how long they, they last? Long distance. Not long enough. Six months being the number. Here we go. Over, under. Oh, come on. Yeah, they'll hit the over. Yeah. They'll hit the over? Yeah. He better. Yeah, yes, he, yes, he, in fact, you know, let me look into that here. Let me just double let's check. See. Let's see. Let's uh, look. All right, so Lee, where are we at on that? Just go ahead and make sure. Clear my search history. Uh, so what was the uh, result on that, Lee, again? Right now, well, Christian McCaffrey did hit the over on that, so the pros yes. are up 2-1 on you, Jonas. Um, number of quarterbacks that take a snap for the Niners, Brady, was cor- yes. you were correct that uh, the, the quarterback that started but the game would Brady end the game. That was Brock. and LeVar. Brady, Brady and LeVar, that is correct. You, you both go. had All the right. over on that. Okay. Under, right. under, but you both got that one. And yeah. then temperature at kickoff, we had it at 40 and a half. That was right at that temperature. It was hovering between 40 and 41. So that's a... I said under. (laughs) I said under. We all said under on that one, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. So I'm one. I'm I'm two behind Jonas now. 
Correct. And, LeVar, and, you are two behind Jonas. And Q is in the lead and, by one. Well, Brady actually has a two-point lead on Jonas. You he has a two-point lead. Yes, that is correct. How? The pros went in three, three and two. Jonas went one and four. Yeah. See, I knew it. I, so I was the guy who was going to so get screwed I'm this So I'm one week. behind. I'm one behind Jonas then. You are three behind Jonas. How am I? Th- because you picked up two games on me and you were five games behind. I thought I was three games behind. Yeah, again, that's where this fu- funny math comes in. Like, it's never... I, when I had said that right at the beginning of this segment, I had uh, gotten ahead of myself. I was looking at the current score. I mean, I think Lee's cooking the books here. Oh, I think uh, I quit. Uh, like, come I on, LeVar. You no, picked I'm up not two doing games. it anymore. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, LeVar. LeVar, you are this within one, no, one week. I quit. I don't care. You picked up two games. No. Well, why are you going to walk away now? You're making progress. I don't understand I don't why you would leave. Anymore. LeVar, you're going to be very happy later in this hour. I'll tell you that. No. no oh, wow. Oh, no little, how about the oh, tease on Lee? I mean, it was a real tease. Like, I don't, I don't, Unbelievable. I don't wanna, I'm that, resistant to it. Gosh, check your phones. Uh, so, I mean, there's <laughs> so... I saw that. There's something else that's cooking. <laughs> Long <laughs> distance, my ass. <laughs> oh, man. Good for him, man. That Christian McCaffrey. Already got his big contract, successful family, NFL star. Man, oh, man. Things are uh, things are phenomenal for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, all right. It is uh, two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox problems, Sports Radio. Bro. I got problems. That's Hold not problems. Up. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... 
or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So uh, last night we had another roughing the passer penalty called oh uh, in the gosh. game. On, Was that uh, the worst one yet? That's uh, the worst one I've seen. I don't like, know, dude. The just one say on, don't touch him. The one Chris Jones on Derek Carr was pretty bad. That one was really that was bad. bad. That uh, was bad. But Nick Bosa got popped for one, and it was an interception that was returned. For it was a, a yeah, a pick six, and then it got nullified because there was a roughing the passer on Nick Bosa, <clears throat> and so of course everybody was uh, pretty pissy about it afterwards. And then Nick Bosa just kind of hey, little Matthew McConaughey type vibe from Nick Bosa, and he talked about it following the game. I landed on him. It was, I just kind of, I don't know. I thought he still had the ball. I was kind of thinking about while I was going to the ground whether he had the ball or not, and I forgot to roll off. Um, I'm usually better at doing that. So um, it was a good call, I guess. (laughs) First off, he was, I mean, he was kind of around people. Like, that's the one thing I don't understand about the rule from the NFL standpoint is. What do you want these players to do? Like he hit him, and he was around. He's like around the pocket. Like there's other bodies and legs and people that he's either hitting into and getting hurt. He's hitting into them. They're getting hurt. Like I just, I don't know how you prevent what has always been a a, a typical play when the quarterback's in the pocket and, and gets sacked or gets hit. Like you can't prevent some certain things from happening. If the quarterback gets hurt, he gets hurt. Like I'm, I'm a quarterback, and I'm saying this. I think it's an unfair rule in the league, and I think it obviously in, in that game too, completely. I mean, not changed it to make it where like this, you know Seattle looked like they had a shot, but I mean that game's over at that point. Yeah. So I just, I, I hate seeing it. Honestly, I, I think it's awful for the game. He was, he's such a dope athlete. He got to him again and found a way to be going to the ground with Geno, and and not putting his weight on top of the quarterback once they hit the ground i i the the biggest the biggest issue i have here is is that you're putting these defensive players in a position where they're in harm's way now and and the reason why they're in harm's way is because they're ultimately the less you have to think about the 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 better you are reacting and the when you react that's you know you're lessening the the chances of you getting hurt. If I'm thinking about, okay, how am I going to hit him? How am I going to land? What do I do if he lets the ball go? What do I do if if he still has it? Like, like you're, there are so many. How high am I? Am I too low to 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 try to get him down? Like, it it's like, am I too high to try to get him down? It's it it really is compromising these guys in those moments like if they're they're in the open field if they're in the sack zone wherever it may be the way these rules are playing out with with the contact situation is it's really really compromising defenders i i really believe that and that puts them in danger and i don't know that that's right um, Troy Vincent, he's the EVP of Football Ops, your buddy there, LeVar. Yeah, uh, yeah. He said they're going to discuss the possibility of making these reviewable in the offseason. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. And 
I'll believe that it'll go longer than a year when I see that too. Because we went down this road with roughing with a pass interference after the NFC Championship game between the Rams and Saints. And it was a sham. Like it, it was a waste of time by the time the season was coming to an end. I just, I, I, I don't know on, on these quote-unquote judgment calls, like I, I don't know what the solution is other than we're at this point. And by the way, you know the counter to this is going to be, well, roughing the passer calls are down significantly from last year. But the point is, in these big spots, when everybody's talking about it, and this is multiple times now that we can just think off the top of our head of roughing the passer calls that we've seen in big primetime games, it's going to cost somebody a playoff game like it did, and that's the that's when I think there's going to be some change. I'm just skeptical that they're going to do anything this offseason. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it happening. But this is the NFL, so congratulations. It's what everybody wanted. And, uh, and now we get to have more fun with the NFL well, and these it, questionable calls. Let me ask you guys this. So this rule's put into place to protect who? Quarterbacks, right? Because they're the face of the franchise. They're they're the face of the league. All right, what's one of the best stories that we literally let off the show talking about? Brock Purdy. There you go. Like, like there's examples of that. Like, the Jets brought in Mike White, and, and now, you know, he's been helping to uplift their offense and give them a shot of still making the playoffs. Like, you, you go through the league, and at some point, you have to realize, like, it's football, man. I, I don't care if it's a non-contact injury or an injury that occurs due to contact. Guys are going to get hurt. Quarterbacks are going to get hurt. And, and I know you're trying to limit that as much as possible, but you can't protect them for everything. And you, and you have to, at some point, too, lean into some of these other stories and some of these good stories that are out there. And it's what makes football teams and games interesting. And I think you know, there's a need for depth there, too, at the quarterback position. So I just I, – I think it's so short-sighted of the NFL to implement a rule like this, whereas LeVar put it, like you're protecting a quarterback, but you're actually putting defensive players now at risk. And on top of that, like we have some of the best stories right now in the NFL are backups playing, Brock Purdy playing, Mike White playing – you know, some of these things that have occurred in some cases due to injury, in other cases just due to poor play. But either way, you get to see new faces at that position. I just it, – it, it's tough. To, it's a tough pill to swallow to watch, I think, if you're a fan and you see a pick six or a big play like that, and then you see it wiped away for, for what? Like most people who are watching football nowadays, they don't look at that and think roughing the passer. And, and I think the NFL really needs to take a good, hard look at – the language or, or how the play actually occurs to determine if it's really worth the penalty and how it's impacting games right now, especially as we get you know more involved with you know gambling and gaming, um, because that's the other thing. It's like how that em- ends up impacting the game based on spreads, totals, over unders, and all that. By the way, do you think it's better that it's reviewable by somebody upstairs or that a coach can challenge it? Like if you were if you were to fix roughing the passer, and if this is really a point of emphasis, like Troy Vincent well, said, it's going to be even even if the coach can, ch- can challenge it, it's still being reviewed by someone upstairs. Exactly. Which, and by the way, the process for the NFL is not someone upstairs; it's New York. It goes back to the folks in New York. So that's who you're ultimately you know giving the power to. And I, I think there's always been a thought, and, and again, I, I don't mean to pick out college football as the beacon of hope or light of how replay should be conducted. But you have replay officials there on site, and those replay officials there on site are the ones actually handling it in college football. It's an efficient process. 
they do a good job in particular for the most part, you know, ruling on targeting plays of that nature and what's within the rule book. And the NFL can do the same thing. But I think, you know, that the NFL office wants to have a stranglehold on everything they do and to find consistency. Yet I think that's one of the biggest issues is they, their officials lack consistency game by game. And even how you, I mean, maybe not the rough in the passer call, but a lot of the calls that have been made, they lack the consistency that you see in others. So I just, I think you could clean this up a lot, but I don't know that the NFL is willing to do that. I think it's one of the reasons why you've seen so many people leave the NFL office who've been on the officiating size or the rules and competition committee. And you look at the guys like, you know, Dean Blandino, Mike Pereira, and I'm not speaking for them, but they, they leave to go to these other jobs. And they're just like, yeah, it's a, probably a better gig than dealing with the NFL that just doesn't seem to want to get this thing right. Yeah, where you're basically having to play by what the NFL rulebook is and it's still pissing everybody off. Like, you imagine, by the way, you imagine being an official, you know at best 50% of the crowd likes you at best by the time the game's over and yet now it's being played out on national television and when the officials get called for it and these people get outraged they're the ones that get buried for it and i also like how people afterwards say well shouldn't they have to you know answer questions shouldn't they be held accountable for this stuff like aren't they making calls based on the rule book they're handed by the league and if there's a point of emphasis on a call that they want to look at during a course of a season like isn't that that's that's told to them like remember was it was it holding was it a couple of years ago it was like holding or illegal hands to the face or something like that was a point of emphasis and then you saw the numbers jump up and all that like it feels like they're just simply doing what they're being instructed by the league and sort of just it's kind of a kill the messenger spot for these officials and and thus everybody gets pissed off and, and maybe they're yelling at the wrong people i don't know i just i don't see how this is going to get solved but you know I mean, maybe lavar can get troy vincent on the phone we can hammer this out together well he's had a lot to say recently lavar there's a couple he commented on the combine the other day i'm not sure if you saw that but that was that was interesting yeah, um, what did he what did he say about that combine was did he compare it to yeah, something what did he say, lavar I think I didn't see it. Oh, oh, all right. I'm going to see it. I, I mean. I'll put it this way: I, I tend to. There, there are some things to that the, the combat experience, like standing up there in front of a bunch of bleachers in your underwear with nothing else on, and you're like, "What are we doing here? Like, like, why am I up here? Like, I'll ne- I'll never forget when John Gruden came to work me out. Like, he showed he literally showed a picture of me from that, and I and he was like, "What, what do we got here?" He was like breaking down my body. When we were like, we we're at Notre Dame for this, and he's like, got an extra trap here, a little extra muscle here. He's like, he's like, what are we doing? We're trying to be a bodybuilder here, you know? <laughs> Tim John Gruden. I was like, no, nah, I just, you know, I work out hard. My dad was a Marine. He kind of got me into weights early, and and then he kind of showed me some other pictures. He's like, I don't want you to be like that guy. And he showed a you know guy who looked rather out of shape, who may or may not have been in my draft draft class. <laughs> and then he showed me, <laughs> and then he showed me another guy, and ironically, it was Charlie Fry. And he's like, he's, and, and I ended up getting drafted and going to Cleveland, where, where Charlie Fry was. But he was like, I want you to look like this guy. He's like, see, he just looks like a guy you'd go out and have a beer with and go sling the football around with. I was like, all right, all right. It's a little odd. Uh, well, the, the whole John Gruden video cut up, which was like his thing, was odd. I mean, the, the entire video began with a cheetah chasing down a gazelle. And uh, we were watching it. And I was kind of like, huh, all right, this is a little weird. Like, where is this going? And then he'd play, like, low lights, and then he'd play highlights. You know, he'd play, like, some, 
like senior year, like any bad play I had, he'd play that. Hey, what happened here, huh? What, what, were, what were you looking at here? And then he'd play like sophomore year high. Like, see, see, man, I've been watching you for a while. I've been watching you since way back. <laughs> he's like, you were one of the West Coast then, weren't you? I was like, yeah, yeah, I was. He's like, see? So I, like, the whole, the whole, it was an experience. Like, it, that's, that's the sort of stuff like you never forget. Like yeah. those little those little moments in time. Yeah, but the comp was interesting. The comp that was used. It is called uh, the meat market. Did yeah. he say that, or did he say yeah. something different? He yeah. said something more more something to with the a, point. A little bit more impact in history. Okay, yeah. okay. I I know yeah. exactly where you're at. Okay. Yeah, love that. The trading block. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just there is elements of that whole process where you're <laughs> like, what are we doing? You know, like what they're measuring my hand, my wingspan. Now I'm standing on a scale in my skibbies in front of a bleacher full of, full of guys. Yeah, it's a little odd, man. You're up there in your BVDs. Yeah. That ain't even the worst. Traps. That ain't even. I mean, maybe on your mental that that might be, but that ain't even the worst part of the combine, man. The the worst, the it's absolute the worst is when you're getting the physical over yeah. and over and over and over and over and over and over. Like how many times are you going to pull on my knees? Teams. Well, because they couldn't believe it. How many times it. are you going to? Well, hold on. So well, let me ask you this. That's, that's funny. Um, when you went, were there, so ours was four teams to uh, a room. So you had eight rooms. So that they, I don't know if it was like that for you, LeVar. Was it like that back then or was it just individual I, teams? I think it was, no, it wasn't individual. T- it, I, I think it was just one room. One ah. room with so, all so these tables and all these nurses. And, yeah, basically. Yeah. So by the time I got there, they had eight different rooms, and you had four teams to a room, and they all kind of looked almost like collectively. They they kind of like went through the the process of it, so they did expedite it a little bit. But I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. I got to the eighth room, and I was good, dude. Like I was lying my ass off <laughs> about any injury history. I was like, "Yeah, man, I've only got a concussion. That's pretty much it. A clean bill of health. Yep. Nope. No issues. <laughs> nothing going on. Let's wrap this up. And finally." <laughs> Finally, we get to the last room, the last doctor. I can't remember if he was – it might have been from the Chargers or someone. But he was, like, pulling on my knee, and he's like, oh, this one's pretty – he's like, oh, you got any injuries on this? I was like, no, no, no. What, what happened here? What do you think's going on there? I was like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, looks good to me. Look at that VMO. Look at that like, quad muscle. And he was like, we're going to have to get an MRI on that. He's like, by the way, he's like, why don't we get out. one on both? And they send and you then, out. Yeah, and then you're gone for six, seven MRI. hours. Hey, so I did two MRIs. You're waiting. I did that same thing. I did that same thing. (laughs) One of the doctors that did my scope in high school. (laughs) Okay, here's the other messed up part. So I went to see Dr. Andrews for my PCL. Dr. Andrews was the Washington Commanders, not the yep. name back then. Yep. He was their yep. doctor. So yeah, he's yanking on my knee, and I'm looking at him like, I know he's old. I'm like, this dude definitely is – I'm like, does he – he remembers, doesn't he? Like, he, I literally just saw him like, I don't know, a month and a half before that. And then I, he kind of winked at me on the way out. So I was like, all right. And I think he was like, oh, good job in the rehab and all that stuff. I was like, oh, okay. But I was like, this is such a conflict of interest. Like, he knows – Right away, like like who does he working for? Me or or the team? It didn't work like that for me. Jim Jim Bradley did my knee when I was in high school. He's the team doctor for the Steelers. 
and I was sitting on the table, and I had maybe made it to, like, my fourth or fifth table. I don't even remember, but it's too long. But I remember I was sitting on the table, and I, they, they was asking me about my knee. And I was like, yeah, my knee's fine. Uh, everything's fine. And, and, and Dr. Bradley came walking up. <laughs> <laughs> and he started talking to me about, he was like, man, you've done so well since that scope, da-da-da. <laughs> it was such a good cleanup job. I was looking I was looking around like, hey, <laughs> I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> I you? just keep smiling. Security. <laughs> I'm not going to stop smiling, but I'm just, I don't know really what to, I don't know how to respond. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. With Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox, weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler Lavar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up on Game. What is Up on Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler T.J. Hushmanzada and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, Lavar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah! Yeah! 
Yeah. Throw him up, Birdo. Throw him up, throw Birdo. Him up. Throw him yeah. up. Oh, no. Tamale season, Birdo. That's right, cabrones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bad is, boys uh, look good, too. Oh, man. Birdo was doing it. What, Birdo he, was a little flexing. Cactus salsa. That's not, not cactus, big boy. What's that? What, what That's, is that? What is that, it? Those are, pasilla, yeah. those are pasilla chiles. Peppers only used to make chile rellenos. Those aren't cactus? Oh, no, bro. Really? That sounds good. No. Those are those are, one, those are the ones that used to make chile rellenos. Oh. All, uh, all for the chile rellenos tamales, which yeah. are the what best tamales by far. Yeah. What you say, so good, but explosive. Oh, oh it is. It's going to be a problem for someone yeah, next day. You know what I'm saying? You eat, uh, you eat a couple of tamales. Of, of flavor, that is, huh? Yeah. Uh, explosion of flavor. Huh? Uh, you eat Gosh, a- hey, listening to Berto just describe them sounds delicious. Say that again. What, what kind of chilies are they? Pasilla chiles, oh, man. Pasilla chiles. Oh, right. Gracias, papi. They're only made for what? Chile rellenos. Oh, oh. Dios mío, papi. Oh, Dios mío. Oh, huevo. Oh, God. <laughs> El corazón es en fuego. Oh, oh. oh my God. Be still mi corazón. <laughs> and, uh, this is... I clearly know no Spanish. That's all right. Listen. Uh, and would never try to jump into that conversation. Uh, well, listen, you know. Brady and I, uh, Brady Quinez and Jonas Noxes. <laughs> <laughs> Knox says. Yeah, that's, that's what we uh, says. Come on. That's how we do yeah, it. Come on. By the way, the yeah. chili Riano tamales are the best ones by far. By yeah, far. So it's uh so those are the, the pasilla peppers you roast you roast them on the on the stovetop and then you and then they put them in a bag and then they start steaming and then the, you peel it right off. You peel it, you peel it off all the the black stuff, then and then the take the seeds out. Hit, hit the button. And then you uh, hit the button. You uh, saute those with onion and garlic. Hit the button. So good, man. And cheese. They put oh. cheese hey, in that. Hey, bag. by the way, that that uh, that stovetop looked real, real serious, like real, like y'all be cooking for real. That's right. It's my mom. Yeah, dude, he doesn't it, mess around. It, it, that thing looks for real. It is the. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, a lot of work. Like my wife's family's coming over this weekend, and they're gonna do it, and it's already a problem. Like there's already nobody wants to help. My, my mom had already made her own tamales, and I brought like uh, ten pounds of meat. She's like, no, 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 I'm not making ten pounds of meat of tamales. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why. Yeah. Because you yeah. make them. You make I'm them, not gonna be here all day making tamales. Because like, yeah. you make them cash once, out. and then and then you freeze them. Because exactly, yeah. you don't want to have to make them again. Yeah. <laughs> you just do one time for the yeah, whole yeah. season. I think we should sell two pros and a cup of Joe uh, Berto special tamales. I, I agree. I Let's do it. Do that. Yep. You got to come up with a good name. I got to get a Vitamix first, though. Oh, yeah. It makes that it easier. blender is amazing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was trying process. to figure that out, but yeah, you did send that in the message. It's a, a business expense. It fell uh, out. What, what yeah. do you mean by Vitamix? I mean, yeah. I got dumped last hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, to get fight him. Am I about to get dumped again? Something else? <laughs> I I really didn't realize that that's what that meant. I mean, it's funny as hell, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> funny as hell. Yeah, yeah those pictures got to tell the story. Huh? Uh, it's very uncomfortable. It's just uh, funny that you send a picture and, and you know what the meaning of it is supposed to be, so you immediately look. For what it is that the meaning is doesn't look oh, yeah. comfortable at all. No, at all. It, no, no, it doesn't. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> I wonder, so, is it appealing? <laughs> is that is that like a status thing? 
Uh, I don't know. I'm not willing to be a part of that status. That's too okay. uncomfortable. Okay. But, hey, you know, maybe some people are into that stuff. Uh, all right, there so it go. is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio, and we are bringing this show to you live here from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, so we may have ourselves – a little make good from the NFL gods because it looks like we're going to get a snow game on Saturday night. We are going to get our asses a snow game on Saturday night in (laughs) Buffalo, in Orchard Park, at Highmark Stadium. All right, you want to hear the updated weather? The updated weather from Highmark Stadium. I've got the report here. All right, my, I'm using my Doppler radar, and I do have the updated weather. So the kickoff is for 8.15 Eastern time, and we are looking at 29 degrees, 81% chance of snow, and winds at 12 miles an hour, huh. which probably plays right into the hands of the Miami Dolphins. I mean, I, I would figure they would have all the advantages here, the Miami Dolphins in this situation, going up to play the Buffalo Bills, with Miami struggling the way they are. And uh, But Tua Tagovailoa, their quarterback, he wanted to clear everything up for everybody that feels like this might be an issue for Miami going into that element. Here was Tua. Could be snowing, could rain, I don't know. For me, at least, it's a mindset thing. And if I'm too focused and worried about, is it too cold? Can I really grab the ball? Then, I, you know, I would say I'm focused on the wrong things. Have you seen snow before? Yeah, it snowed uh, in Alabama my first year. Yeah. So it snows in Alabama, guys. <laughs> I know. It, I mean, people don't know that. You know, there's some people that just think, oh, it just gets cold in Alabama. It, it does snow. All right, so let me ask you guys this. Couple of, well, couple can of, I add yeah. some context to how the Dolphins are prepared? I know you're, you really want to get into this, but uh, this is according to Cameron Wolf, by the way. The Dolphins yesterday, they were practicing in the indoor facility with the AC blasting, guys. It felt like it was in the 50s, <laughs> low 60s to prepare for this game. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they're ready to go. So just in case you <laughs> thought the Dolphins are pulling out all stops to somehow train in, in freezing temperatures, frigid temperatures, they are. They're wasting all our energy and resources on this planet just to cool down their indoor to be 50 or 60 inside. They're ready to go then. I mean, so everything's they're, they're fine. Perfect. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, exact same. Everything's same fine. No big deal. Yeah, hey, that's way off cold from indoor. 30 degrees. Same as Buffalo outside. <laughs> same, same. All right, let me ask you guys a question, though, because as growing up in Ohio and Pennsylvania, there are different types of snow, right? There's different oh, types yeah. of cold. So There's <laughs> different types of cold. So Miami's screwed. Yeah, I ain't gonna say that's true, <laughs> but that cold. I mean, I, I'm telling you that that cold. See, here's the thing, though. If you're playing in a cold, cold environment, as long as you can warm yourself back up, it's not really as bad. It's actually worse for the fans, to be honest, because that like one of the biggest motivations when you play in cold weather, whether it's your home field, because they're going to be cold too, whether it's your home field or or you're going somewhere else, you want to get off on the field and then get right back off. And not just for the simple fact of, you know, if your defense, you want to get on and off so that you can get your offense back there, uh, back on the field. If your offense is on, you want to get scores so that, you know, you're putting the, you 
you know, putting the game in, in a good place. So you, you guys have, you know, the opportunity to get off of the field as well at times. And, and, and you know what? You get to that heated seat. You get they give you a coat. You know, if you need a coat, you put your helmet nowadays, like because back in the days, they didn't even really have the thing you could put your helmet on. Now, keep your helmet warm. But, you know, you get to sit on that seat and it gets really hot. Like it actually starts to kind of like burn your tail where you got to stand up and get off of it. So it keeps your, your feet warm. They got like the heat that comes through the floor. They have the heat that goes through the seat. And it's actually really comfortable. So it's, it's it could be a little bit overblown. Now, throwing the ball, I'll give that to you, Q. But I'm just saying in terms of, like, your comfort level of how warm you are and, and how that plays a part and affects how you play, it really isn't that bad when you're talking about small portions of time where you're off that heated bench. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, as far as just talking about the, the conditions, the weather, I'm – said this probably a thousand times working with, with you, Jonas. The cold just – it obviously impacts your grip, all right? If you can't feel your hand as well, you're not going to be able to feel the grip of the football as well. If you can't feel the grip of the football as well, it's going to be harder for you to spin it, right? And if you add in any wind to that, that's when you get some inaccurate passes, some ducks, some wobblers, things like that. And so that, that's really what it comes down to uh, for quarterbacks at least, which is – you know, probably the biggest concern for, for everyone else. I mean, it, it's like playing in cold weather is playing in cold weather. You know, yeah. you should be fine. You know, you'll be able to stay warm and all that. But it, it really comes down to how it impacts the quarterback, the, his grip on the football in the passing game. Uh, and, and, that, and that's unfortunately, I think, for Miami, like really what they've been built off of, right, is, you know, the Cheetah, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, their speed. And they're not built to go up to Buffalo and just run the ball 30, 35 times and go win the game. And so, look, if they could do that, then they could prove me wrong. But I think they're in a really tough spot. You know, this, this, this plays in the hands of the Buffalo Bills right now. now they, picked a, they picked a bad time to go on a losing streak. This is, uh, yeah. this is not an ideal time. Uh, there, is there ever a good time to go on a losing streak? Well, I mean, you know, early in the season, you got time to make up for it. Now they're going to be staring eight and six square in the eyes. By the way, Bills minus seven. Bills minus seven, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. listen, like, uh, I, I'm, nah, I'm, actually, I'm surprised it's not more. I got to tell you, I mean, like a seven-point spread. I mean, I mean, listen, uh, Mike, you're not Al. I could go to Al. I know he's got money on it, but golly. I just think in this spot, Buffalo minus seven feels like the pick here. And it feels like it could get, could get ugly in a hurry. A hurry. It feels like Tyreek Hill and all those guys are going to be neutralized and Buffalo's going to put on a show and get back to what the Bills have looked like. Plus, they want to get a little revenge. They lost to Miami earlier this season. There was questions about whether or not uh, the Bills were the best team in the AFC East or Miami was legit and so now Miami's going to be looking at a three game losing streak and they're barely holding on to that six spot with New England sitting one spot behind and the Chargers starting to find a little bit of a rhythm Is Feel there a is there random turf? thought of the day? Yeah. Could Brock Purdy be John Harbaugh's son? He looks huh. just like a young John Harbaugh. Great point. Huh. Great Have you point. ever looked, looked at those two? I'm telling you man, they look very similar. Yeah, it, I, although is I, the Bills Stadium is that grass, by the way, it's turf. No, it, yeah. it is turf. Okay, yeah, and I don't know if if that's his illegitimate child because that's what he would have to be, I think. Right. Well, I'm not saying that. Jeez, I'm just saying like it does look like he could be a son. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at I'm saying, see what, oh what you're talking about. The Harbaugh was get, he does look like a Harbaugh. Wow, I told you. 
Whoa. Isn't it crazy? Let me see this. And you know what it Whoa. is? If you look at like a headshot of Harbaugh smiling, like they both have the same like headshot, both smiling. Whoa. It's crazy. That is kind of scary close. Yeah, he also Yeah, it's John Harbaugh. Not Jim. It's definitely John, John. the Ravens yeah. head coach. And yeah, it, absolutely. It, Ravens head coach. Also the guy who does the voiceovers for uh, a football life documentaries on NFL Network. God, what the hell is that guy's name? He's an actor. It looks a little bit like know, that guy as well, too. Bit. John. I mean, this really, John this really has nothing to do Charles. with that guy. It just has to do with John Harbaugh and Brock Purdy. Okay. That's all. So, yeah, I agree. So don't ruin the bit. Don't ruin the bit. Told you on air a thousand times. Okay. So Told just, you on air a thousand just times. Keeping, I'm just keeping Don't notes ruin here. the bit. All right. I'm just keeping notes on all this stuff. But, yeah, so so Brock for it. Oh, yeah, Josh Charles. All right, look up Josh Charles. It's He's from Baltimore. sensitive over there. I'm I hit, I hit you. you with the right name. You got I, – I was right, huh? There you go. I'm telling you. Look Did up. you hear me say Josh Charles? Yeah. So now I'm looking at Josh Charles. Listen, Josh Charles, I, I think that's that's on the up and up there. I think I think we're looking at, at him and John Harbaugh is very similar to Brock Purdy. I was just throwing it out there. Thought I would. Yeah, you know. Josh Charles doesn't look as much. I mean, doesn't look he, even he, close. Yeah. Okay, that's it looks like Harbaugh might need to do a DNA test, man. Like twenty three and me. Can we take out the previous minute from know. the podcast, Lee? So just the Josh Charles stuff. I didn't mean to throw that in there. So oh, just want to okay. steer away from that if we could. F eighty did. So we, oh. the, the problem is the problem is, is the guy you said doesn't even look close. No, that's not. Close. I know that's why we're taking it out. Yeah. Like it's gonna be gone. I'm glad you got it in there, though. So, like that was important. Like I, I needed it was important to, to get it in there. I just I had to, and I needed to make sure I got it in there. So, huh. so there it is. That is your update on huh. Brock Purdy's doppelganger, who happens to be the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Um, not not Josh Charles. Yeah, not at all. But again, we're taking all that out. Oh that's yeah, gone. yeah. That's yeah, it's gone. <laughs> that's gone. That's right. Uh, so that'll conclude our coverage of the snow game in Buffalo between the Dolphins and the Bills. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live oh, 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 O'Reilly. you need parts o'reilly auto parts has parts need them fast we've got fast no matter what you need we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare